0: This is Taste for Tenacity, show number 14.
1: Lily, where your pants gone? I'm gonna make you dance to my dance song.
0: What's going on, everybody? My name is Ben Trella, and this is Taste for Tenacity. Uh, This week, I am joined by Jay Adams, James Adams. Uh, He is with Survive Detroit. He's doing a bunch of his own entrepreneurial things. He's a artist, a music artist. He does photography. He's really all over the map. So I'm super geeked for this week's show. Jay, welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm uh, I'm excited to have you on. Kind of like I'd mentioned before we started, mm-hmm. you're my first true uh, artist on the show. <laughs> no, which I'm pretty is the, sure everyone's
1: an artist yeah, in their own rights,
0: for sure. Okay, uh, so let's kind of dive right into the context and start to share a little more about your story. Uh, so, yeah. what did you do after high school? Did you do the college thing, or did you hop right into uh, a career?
1: High school. Um, after high school, I graduated would have been maybe 75 years back. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. Um, So after high school, I I I did do the college thing. I was an athlete, actually. Okay. Um, I played college ball. Um, Had not fun doing that. No. No. uh, So all right. So I I always knew that I wanted to be an artist. for those who can't hear through the microphone, I am 6'8". So, uh, <laughs> so like, the thing is, is that sports was always uh, a part of my life, and it had to be a part of my life. And I wanted to be an artist. I, like, I struggled with uh, being in marching band, right? Yeah. Versus being on the football field or the basketball court. And, like, I'll never forget one of my coaches told me, he was like, yo, look, music is forever. You can do music well, well beyond your years, mm-hmm. but sports is your youth. Huh. And you should take advantage of this while you can. Um, you can't play you know, football or basketball at 65, but you can always be a musician. And um, I, I took that advice and I, I pursued sports. Um, coaches always called me lazy and uninspired. <laughs> and I, I was like, yo, I'm here at practice. What do you mean lazy and uninspired? I am here. I am working. But then I figured out what they meant. I was always more into art always more into music, more into creating, and not necessarily the, uh, the, the grind that went with sports, right? Yeah. So um, after high school, went to college, uh, dropped out. Okay. Um, and decided that I would be a musician full-time. Uh, huh. And did pretty well, actually, for, for some time. Um, but, you know, life, life takes you life to— happens. Yeah, life, life takes you to a different path. If, if someone told me that I'd be doing what I'm doing now— Way back when? No, that's it. No. Totally different story. Yeah, absolutely. Completely. So Completely.
0: So, what did you uh, study while you were in school? And then what did it look like when you kind of realized and came to terms with the fact that school wasn't the right
1: fit for you? Actually, I studied music. Uh, I was in school to be a recording engineer. Okay. Um, and what it looked like was I got hurt and the recording studio was like, it was far more interesting than, you know, practice. Hmm. It was far more interesting to work with frequencies and far more interesting to compose music. And I I, I felt alive and in class. Right. So, hmm. like, most athletes, you go to class, you're like, oh, yeah. But for me, I was like, yes, like, let's, let's actually go. learn this, you know, this music theory, which I already knew because I um I started playing instruments in the third grade. Oh, wow. and so music theory was something that i that I had already known, and so it was like i was i was excited yeah. i i i was invigorated and yeah. I wanted to create music and um the way I looked at it was um the way into the industry may not have been as an artist um but what I could do was uh be a recording engineer, and mm-hmm. I could then probably, you know, maybe record like Kanye West, right? Yeah. And then yeah. like slide in my mixtape, like, hey, bro, you know, <laughs> rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I just wanted to do the uh the recording engineer thing, so that's actually what I went to school for. Okay. I was going to be a recording engineer, and that is what kind of you know stole me from from college.
0: Okay, so it seems it seems like an interesting point in your life too, because you had had experience with being a musician since you were yeah. what you said third grade. Yeah. And now, you, you know, you had, the, you had the mixing experience in your head and you had that music theory sort mm-hmm. of ingrained into you. Did, did your classes sort of pull that out and you started to learn more of the technical, oh, this, this string that I had thrown together, this is actually what's underlying it?
1: In college? In college. Uh, yeah, a bit, um, but it was more so self-discovery. So I was like, I, my, my friend, Nick, right? Um, Nick Snyderski, shout out to you. Uh, he said something to me fairly recently and he was like, you are the most DIY person that I know. And that, um, I, I learned everything myself. Like if I was a kid that was four, like four chapters ahead in the book, um, I, I was recently moved and I was looking through a lot of my books, especially college books. I remember I bought this book called like the musician, I'm sorry, the, uh, recording engineer's handbook. Right. Okay. And that was completely extracurricular. Mm-hmm. That wasn't anything that my professors told me to get. That's something that I saw that I wanted. I was on this uh, website called Gear Sluts. <laughs> yeah. And imagine being, you know, in in like school and typing that in on the computer and and you know, your RA is like Getting flagged? You. Yep. Uh, gear sluts? <laughs> <laughs> like none of that here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's a music site. It's a mu- I promise. I promise. It's about I'm an gear. artist. Give me some credit. <laughs> here. Exactly. <laughs> so um, I was on that website, just looking up so much stuff. Like. What, how can I, um, they, they had a, it's, it's a form, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, they had like low budget, theory, low end theory. That was the name of the form. And they teach people how to make studios with like very little budget and small rooms. That's awesome. And I was like, yes, I want this MXL 990 us through this personas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, with this scarlet, uh, interface, like this, this was it. And then you have your, your next steps up. So like, you know, like, I really want this Apogee duet. And these are just like all gear things. Right. And these were things that I was excited about. Okay. And so, um, when I was looking up these things, I was kind of like an arrogant kid. I was almost kind, of, kind of like a jackass, right? Mm-hmm. So you get to you get to class and um, you know more, or you 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 don't know more, but you're further ahead than where the professor is with yeah. the rest of the students. And what what I'm learning at looking back at that situation is that I was I was a dick and I was uh, probably taken away from other kids learning mm-hmm. because I was also interning in recording studios. Okay, and we I was working on um, like big, big albums, um, with, with large artists at yeah. the time. And, um, you go to class and the professor would say something, you say, excuse me. Well, that's not how it's actually done well, in a recording studio. Actually. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and he's like, so Mr. Adams, uh, Hey. And I'm like, guys, I was just in the studio with X last night. Oh, uh, I know this. Yeah. You don't need to know this. Hmm. You, you can just patch bay this. And, and it was, it was bad. And I will never forget. Like, um, my professor, uh, he was like, uh, he put me aside and he was like, hey, maybe you should go to class or business uh, <laughs> because it seems like I, I can't teach you anything. It huh. seems like you're not getting anything out of my class. Maybe she's just major in business because you, you're obviously making some sort of money for yourself. Yeah. Learn how to manage that. Huh. And at that age, I took it as drop out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <See ya>. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. I am out of here. Yeah. And I was like. Learn how to manage my money. Yeah. You understand? I'm interning right now. I'm not mm-hmm. getting any money, but you think I can make money on this? See ya. Yeah, and yeah. That's what I did. I, I huh. ended up dropping out, and I was like, you know, I'm gonna do this full time. So I made a, uh, made a recording studio in my basement. Okay. And, okay. Um, me and gear sluts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I learned everything I needed, and yeah. uh, it was, I, I was recording friends uh, at like fifty dollars a song. Okay. And then it went up to fifty dollars an hour. And then I started getting into studios and it became $175 an hour. And, you know, like now, now we're cooking, now we're yeah. cooking. And, but also in learning that I also, you know, I still had the urge to be a creative and make music myself. And so I, uh, I started using my access to studios to record myself. Hmm. And that was pretty much those years out of high school, some college. And that and those years were, you know, around that time, like at 22 where you should be graduating college, mm-hmm. I was, um, Recording in a recording studio, um, under some 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 big artists. I won't, I won't name drop. Um, yeah. Just but, but some some so, some, some heavy artists. hitters. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, that's interesting. So, so you spend time in school, you sort of come to realize that you're learning so much on your own that your technical study almost didn't even wasn't even relevant anymore because right. you were learning it on your own and you were so passionate about it. Right. So your professor says, "Yo, maybe you should go into business." Which then turns into, oh, you mean go do it on my own? K, okay, bye. Right. Okay. Um. So, about what year was this? <laughs> was so foolish, man.
1: Um, <laughs> Two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. Okay. Yeah, Two thousand eight. Two thousand nine.
0: Okay. So you're you're starting to build your own studio in your basement. Mm-hmm. You're getting friends in. What was going through your head at that time? Was it sort of like you were you were living the dream because you were Bro, playing in what you
1: love? Like that was it. Like, bruh, this is it. We are the hottest <laughs> thing in the city. This is what it is. My homie Quick Cash uh, was like, he, I was recording him. Yeah, we were dropping mixtapes. They were catching buzz. I was also, I was also recording my own music. Yeah. the internet was going crazy. Um, it was just like, like this is go. it. We are like, we're, we're the best. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that you could tell us. Um, I I was in a group called Loyalty M O E D F, which means money over everything but family. Shout out to those guys. <laughs> and we were just like, we was like, yo. That guy? No, it's us. It's <laughs> us. And like, we're in our parents' basement. And yeah. it's just like, yo. I, let, let's let someone walk up to me at that time and told me that I would not be a Billboard charting rapper. You couldn't tell me nothing. But the thing is, is that I didn't realize is that this wasn't the 1940s where you sing on a corner and someone pulls up in a Cadillac and say, hey, kid, you got talent, jump in. Yeah. It actually takes work. And that's what we didn't have. We, we were making work within our, within our circle but we weren't um we weren't learning the business side we weren't learning how to promote we we just thought that we we would make it because we were talented mm-hmm. and we we continued to make music we continued to make music but we didn't understand the business and that's where i'm, I'm laughing because like probably that's the business that he meant not yeah. necessarily like go into managing but like as, actually learn the business side of these things because those are things had i had i knew that at uh, had i known that at 21 22 mm-hmm. Be completely different, yeah. But obviously, you know what they say: uh, hindsight is twenty twenty. Hindsight's twenty yeah. 20, twenty. Yeah, yep. and so <laughs> I mean, I can tell you everything. I mean, if I can go back to 21, 22, I would probably ruin my life completely different because of all the new ideas that I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to internet for that quote, yeah. but um, <laughs> but it's true because I have so many, so many new ways to approach things, and probably so many different ways to fail. Um, and hopefully, it would still lead me to where I'm at right now.
0: Okay. Well, what seems seems sort of interesting is. The internet's almost like this great equalizer where mm-hmm. it's so easy to get access to attention that it seems like talent would sort of naturally pop out of the fold and start to take off. Is that similar to what you had seen or is that is that not really how it works within the music industry?
1: Well, you gotta think the first internet like sensation for, for music was Soulja Boy. It's like, he was massive. Yeah, You know, when I'm in high school, Soulja Boy is taking off from MySpace. And no one had seen that. And so Soldier Boy created a lane, whether I understood or respected him at the time or not, uh, because I was very into like New York, like straight rapity rap hip hop. Right. Yeah. So it's like, oh, crank that what? <laughs> no. And, um, but, you know, looking back at it, it, it was it was ingenious. And so what happens is, is that when you put a crack in the in the gate, mm-hmm. you flood through and mm-hmm. so now you have everyone flooding. through. Open the floodgates. And it's just so, it's it's, it's, it's oversaturated okay. um, with the internet at this point. Um, yes, it's, it's, it's easier, I would say, to break out, but you also have so much more competition mm-hmm. because at that time to have the quality of music um, as far as like the talent and as well as the sound of it, hmm. right? To sound like a, a million dollar studio in your basement was difficult. Yeah. Now you can hit a button. You can go into your basement, you can buy a $50 microphone, you can buy a hundred dollar uh, preamp and you can literally go to town hmm. because because of the Internet, you know, yeah. um, and then also you can then find a a person, you know, in Switzerland to mix your record <laughs> yeah. for 50 bucks. And at, like so now it's it's it is the great equalizer but it also opens the door for so many other people to be as equal. Now you have to be exceptional. Okay. And you also have to have something outside of music because music isn't what sells. Personality does. If you think about yourself, right? Um, We're going to switch this over to to me conducting this podcast. Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) What's the the last music purchase you made? Oh, last music purchase? It could be a song, an album. What's the last thing you bought? So last thing I bought would have been a Spotify subscription. Exactly. And um, so outside of that, Now, let's 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 go deeper in that. What's the who's the last artist whose music that you purchased and how long ago was that?
0: Oh, I couldn't even tell you who it was, but that would have been probably 2009 ish. Exactly.
1: No one buys music. We stream. And then also we, we necessarily don't stream the music. We stream the person. You like the person, right? So the music may not, you, it, especially if it's, a, if it's a legacy act of music that you grew up on, yes. Yeah. But if it's a new artist, you are listening to it because of the personality. Okay. You, you, you find like myself, and I'll use myself as an example, Playboy Cardi, right? Yeah. I, f- I found Playboy Cardi interesting. Hmm. I didn't necessarily know about his music. I found him to be a very interesting person watching his interviews, or seeing him on Instagram. He was a very fashion person. Fashion is something that really, really connects with me, right? Yeah. So he's very fashionable. I'm like, yo, dope. And then he has the co-sign of everyone around me. Okay. You, have you heard of Playboy Cardi? Have you heard of Playboy Cardi? So in that sense, I'm not, I'm not learning about him from music. Yeah. I'm learning about him from his ethos, everything around him. His and reputation. Exactly. So now you have to have, before... I could be on twodopeboys.com, which is a, an old hip-hop blog. I can be on there. I can click a song. I don't care what it said. I don't care if it was—at uh, the time, the gentleman's name was K-Dot. Okay. Um, and I was like, K-Dot was releasing these freestyles. And I'm like, yo, sick, dope, click, he's good. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what he looked like. Yeah. I didn't know who he was. And then he changes his name to Kendrick Lamar. I'm uh, like, yo, this guy is dope. Whoever—I did not know what he looked like, where he was from. I just knew that he could rap, and he had great music. Yeah, good music. And— he, he he was just it to me, right? And yeah. I'm like, yo, this this guy is a genius. Who is this Kendrick Lamar kid? Like, he he's amazing. And um, that I think that was the last artist that I grew or, that I found out organically about the music. Yeah. Now I'm learning about memes. <laughs> and so you have to have the meme game right. Like your song has to be great on a meme. Mm-hmm. That's how you go platinum now. You know, mm-hmm. on a meme. You think about uh, back a few years ago, like Bobby Smarter, right? Okay. Um, uh, with the the Hot Boy song. Mm-hmm. Um. And like that record, it was a a viral clip that then propelled that song over. Yeah. Um. You, there's a, there's a record right now that isn't even released right now actually by uh again, Playboy Cardi called Kid Cudi. Okay. And Kid Cudi, uh, that record, I only know this snippet, and it's stuck in my head. Huh. It's a meme. So it's all these things that don't necessarily have to do with the music, or you think about. Right now. What's the biggest what's the biggest hip hop song right now?
0: Oh God. You're asking the wrong person. Um
1: You know it. Because hip hop is is global. You know exactly what song this is. It's Old Town don't Road. Don't judge
0: me. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Lil Nas X. Exactly. And and that's what you're about to say, weren't you? Yep. It is the biggest not song. proud of it, but yep. <laughs> but it, I mean, it, it's it's a great song. It took it off. It is.
0: It's like it, that the the friends clip mm-hmm. that's like, Don't you dare play that song again, Marcel. And then exactly. they loop in Old Town Road.
1: Exactly. Huh. It's to me. And how did that song get started? TikTok. I mean. <laughs> so That's it's the crazy. things that are outside of the music that really, really makes, that, that makes you are. So um, to your point, uh, with the internet, you have to have something outside of talent. Huh. It, it's, it's a great equalizer, but everyone's talented. Before you didn't know, like you would always hear the story, there was this guy, oh, he was probably as good as Michael Jordan and you never knew who he was. The internet, you're going to know who he is. Yeah. But does he have everything outside of that? Hmm. Is he a superstar? Does he
0: have the personality to back?
1: it? Exactly. And now with the internet, you need the personality. You need the million followers. Huh. Um, and, and, he, and we'll, well, we'll get into, into that stuff because that, that, that ties into where, my, where life went for me. Yeah. But I have a great point. I'm going to put a pin right there.
0: Okay. So, so you leave school. Mm-hmm. You're doing your own thing. Basement wraps the whole line. What comes next for you? What is that next sort of phase from, you said, about 2009 to, you know, more recently? So within that next kind of two to three year gap into the early uh, 2010s, what did that look like for you?
1: It was a, uh, it was it was a time of creativity. Um, it was also a time where I I met the people that would shape my life. Um, in 2010, I met uh, a good friend of mine, Sky Allen, through another friend of mine, and I um, I, I had never had friends like this. Um what was different about it? So I am from uh I, I am from Detroit, Michigan. I am from a part of Detroit, Michigan that uh most people in the Detroit now won't go to or don't know where it's at. Um and that that part of my life was it was was different. Uh it, the, the two people, <laughs> I look at myself as two different people now. Yeah. Um, it's it, it, was, it was a different place. And we, all I knew was um, being with your friends, being in the studio meant the stereotypical things, right? It meant weed, alcohol, girls. It meant partying. It meant being high. It meant um, getting into fights. It mm-hmm. meant all of these things, right? This is what being a rap star was. Yeah. And um, I met Sky Allen and I went to his house and... Um, excuse me i we were playing video games and we were you know eating pizza and we were making music from a very different different place huh. and i was like hmm i don't have to smoke weed i don't have to you know tap the bottle mm-hmm. i don't have to do any of this and we could write a rap play 2k record that rap his dad will come downstairs with pizza yeah. and i was like what is this yeah a like, whole new world exactly <laughs> yeah. exactly like this is strange to me huh. and then i would go back to my other friends and they're like bro you trying to smoke and i'm like ah, nah. can we play 2k and yeah. like, can, 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 we, can we play <laughs> call of duty and they're like bruh bruh no yeah <laughs> hit this blunt shut up <laughs> huh. and i was like and so around that time is where uh like 2010 again sky island and then i met my best friend today uh atm michael Grayer. i met him through sky island they were best friends at the time and they still are um but it was it was it was different I, I got to see a friendship and i got to see a a family unit because Dwayne's parents were still together unfortunately his father's passed um but he was a a very big part of our lives at the time like he would come downstairs while we're making his music now it transfers to a different basement right he would yeah. come downstairs and he'd be like what are y'all doing? If y'all <laughs> don't get your music out there, if y'all don't play these shows, if y'all not doing this, like man. he was giving us like some, some insight. Yeah. And it was one of the things when he passed, I thought, and I was like, man, Pete was just trying to help, bro. And we were just like laughing, but he was like giving us the game, like get on these shows, put your music out, mm-hmm. work hard, be a good person. Things will happen. Yeah. And that's what that, like that, those basement sessions really changed my life. Cause there was no alcohol. Huh? There was no weed. There was literally video games, good friends, debating nerd rap, yep. talking. And it was just like, it was a friendship that I didn't have. So yeah. those, I, I credit them, Dwayne, Mike G, and then also Quick Cash at that time for literally shaping my life and and pushing me into the path that I am right now. They were the springboards that got me here yeah. today.
0: That's, that seems like a really interesting inflection point. And it's almost like your music could then come from a more pure place.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, at the time I was... Um, my rap name was Chai's Capone, um, and it was a uh, it, it was it was a, it was a street thing, right? Okay. So So um, I won't get to, get into t- yeah. too many detail on it, but yeah, like yeah. franchise was was a play on something, and then Capone obviously was Al Capone, yeah. And then it became both Chai's Capone, and um, I felt like I was a character or a caricature mm. uh, within myself. You know, I was uh, putting on something that my my older siblings were. I'm the youngest in my family, and uh, my older siblings. Were were these things, but I I I wasn't. But I was still walking in it. I was still doing it. I was still living it. Hmm. But deep down, I knew it wasn't me. You yeah. know. So was when it? you when you when you're out and and, and and you're you know you're fighting or or you're jumping people at, at parties and yeah. you're doing all these like just things that you should be doing. Like deep down in my heart, I'm like it's, This ain't It it's, it's not me exactly. But I was still doing it. Yeah. Because this is where. I'm from, this is what I see. These, mm-hmm. I mean, and and you you couldn't have told me anything. Like, like I was talking to, like I said, when I was talking to Nick um, and I was like, bro, 20 year old me would whoop my ass today. Like he'd be mm-hmm. so upset, like, bruh. Yeah. But I would have to talk to him like, no, this is what you always wanted to do, stop fighting it. Just yeah. ease into it, bro, ease into it. So like those years, like with the music and you brought up like being able to make music, honestly, I ended up changing my name.
0: Really? Okay.
1: That's when I became Jay Adams. I dropped Chai Scapone. Huh. And, I, uh, and I became Jay Adams. I put out a song called I Murdered Chaz Capone," <laughs> And it was like the intro to Jay Adams. And then I, I did an, uh, an album called I Created a Monster. Um, and that was a big deal for me. Uh, it was probably my, at that time, my biggest project. Um, are you familiar with datpiff.com? I'm not. Datpiff is pretty much a mixtape site. And it was, it was hot back in the day, right? Okay. Like around that time, 2010, like around those areas. But the thing is with Datpiff is that... Um, you had to be approved to be on that Piff. Like hmm. someone, you had to submit your music. They had to listen to it. Yeah. And then they would get back to you in like 25 business days. Wow. Like you made it huh. or you didn't make it try again later. Yeah. And I made it on that Piff wow. and my, um. You as J Adams. Me as Jay Adams. Yes. I submitted things to Shia Capone and never made it. Huh. Jay Adams made it to that Piff. And I was so like stoked on this. And I was like, yo, this is showing me like that. I need to just lean in more. Into more of who I am, and um, you know the, the that thing in creating music with uh, Sky Allen, uh, who's and ATM, who was then Mike G at the time, mm-hmm. creating music with them and Quick Cash as well. Um, it was different. It, it was it was honest. I didn't have to uh, to 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 rap about the things. I didn't have to go do things because I always, I make music from a personal place, right? Yeah. And so the things that I rapped about, even at that time, for the things that I was doing, but I didn't feel good about doing it yeah and now i'm also now i'm making music that comes from a a fun place it, it's it's and i'm not depressed and i don't have i'm not doing things that you know can trigger ptsd you yeah. know like i'm doing things that 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 are fun you know i'm starting making music and then um you know rapping about like doing weed yeah. is a completely different thing now it's not weed to numb pain it's weed to enhance. Huh. It's weed to have fun. It's weed. It's it's, it's doing these things, with my friends. And even now, even at that point, I was still I was still faking the funk because I realized now that weed is for me. Yeah, <laughs> but at the time, I was still doing uh-huh. it. And um, like, but it, it was it was different. It was fun. And you know, you rap like my my music is uh, uh, autobiographic in a sense where everything that you hear, it's it's true. It's 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 woven. It, it, there there may be a a story over it, mm-hmm. but it's woven in it. And the people that know me, they know what situations I'm talking about. I always have some inside joke for a friend. Um, I remember had a line um, at the, back in the day, and it was like, um, why do all Why do all drunk women theme for IHOP? Uh, like, and that was because, you know, we were all out and, uh, like, all the girls were like, let's go to IHOP. Like, and, or like, um, and that song also said, she said, I was texting too much. She put my phone in the back. All I do is laugh and sing along with her because, you know, like, we, like, she took my phone, like, girls, and anyone who knew that situation, they they laughed at it, right? It's so like and it was little like a Easter thing. eggs exactly. for your friends. Exactly. So now these songs are about that. It's uh. about, um, you know, I remember I had said, again, another line, it was like, uh, my friend's high as hell plugging in Guitar Hero they ain't trying to hear it but I'm trying to catch a flick by De Niro like and so that was <laughs> literally just being at, at my friend's house and I'm like yo let's watch this movie and they're yeah. like bro if you don't shut up anybody about <laughs> to watch that like we about to we literally about to play Guitar Hero yeah. shut up and play Guitar Hero and I was like alright cool whatever Fine. and you put that in, and you put that in a song and now when we when I'm performing that I get to look over at them and wink and laugh and we have that moment yeah. instead of like y'all you know, beat dude up wink and laugh and, but like it's it's a, it's a different vibe it's and again pure, yeah pure vibe it's fun it's, it's it's exciting and that i think that's when i became a a better musician okay an overall musician at that point because sky allen was a producer. And I had never sat down with someone to make a beat. You know, you yeah. go to uh, SoundClick. I know SoundCloud is popping right now, but you would go to SoundClick. The and band. these these rap like you, you have all these beats, and you would like still a beat. Huh. You load it up, you rap over it, you put the song out. Or you would go to like a website called Hipstermentals and you would download whatever like song is like number one on the billboard. You prove that you can rap. You know, you go download Lil Wayne's and Millie. You yep. rap on that beat, prove yep. that you're a better rapper than him. <laughs> and now Sky Island is in, in in his basement with his keyboard, his drum machines, and he's making the music. Yeah. He has his guitar. And you're like, huh. That's how this works. Exactly. And you're like,
0: hmm. Because now see. you can collaborate exactly, just taking this, this thing that's already out there and, mm-hmm. and weaving yourself into it, you're making the story with Sky or with whatever producer yes. you're
1: now working with. Absolutely. Uh, and now you can say, man, I really like this part. I don't like this part. Can you play it like this? And now the musician in me that I had always been yeah. is now coming back out. Well, can you play this in this key? Can you try this? Yeah. Can we do? How about grab the guitar? Do this. And then Sky is like, that doesn't work. We should do this. I like this idea. Let's move this part here. Yeah. And now we're creating music. Collaboration Exactly. Again. And then you start picking up on things that he's doing. And then you realize that Mike G is also a producer. Yeah. And now everyone is in the room. I mean, real talk, adding. it's a dance. Exactly. Exactly. And we made some beautiful music at that time. Like, it was just, oh, man. I, I, I listened to a record a few days ago. Uh We did a record called On Top of the World. Okay. And it was like... It was my first opportunity being, because Sky Island was always engineer, right? Mm-hmm. And that was unfortunate because uh, I know how how boring it is in an engineer chair when you're an, also an artist. Yeah. And then you're mixing a record while all your friends are on the phone, texting mm-hmm. girls, and you're just sitting in front of a computer. Yeah. And they're like, yo, we're about to go outside real quick. And you're in a dingy basement making like rec- mixing their music. Yeah. So I understood that, and we did that to him. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I I feel like we all owe him a gratitude mm-hmm. because he didn't complain about it. Um but we made this record. It was my first time being back in the engineer seat when we did On Top of the World. And um I was also set in the seat of uh, a producer as well. Uh, a good friend of mine at the time, Benny Luciano, he did the uh the music and he sent it, he sent it over. And now I'm producing. You know, I'm I I hear people in the room. I'm like, yo, I like your voice. Yeah. Can you come sing this part? I wrote this piece. Sing this over this hook. You come in, do the low part, you do the high part, let's take the strings, let's move them here. Quick Cash and Jay Adams were best friends. Sky Allen and Mike G were best friends. Let's take these verses. Let's put Quick Cash and Mike G together on yeah. this verse. Let's put Sky Allen and Jay Adams together on this verse. Mix and match. So now we're creating this this lush, beautiful song. Um, mm-hmm. And it was it was like that 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 was my uh, that was my moment. And those mm-hmm. were all the things that I had learned in working with Sky Allen and Mike G. Yeah. So you you start spending time with Mike
0: G and Sky Allen. Mm-hmm. Your your entire career and your entire outlook on music and, and being an artist and creating shifts. Because now it seems like your music starts to take different tones and take different paths. Absolutely. As soon as you
1: embrace that underlying authenticity. Absolutely. It becomes it it, it just becomes it becomes fun. It becomes free. And it also becomes more me. And I'm able to create how I'm feeling at the moment I'm not just creating gangster rap I'm not just creating party music I'm able to just if I'm sad I can make that song mm-hmm. if if I'm in love I can make that song
0: mm-hmm.
1: if I'm excited for my friends I can make that song or if I know that we're gonna go out on Friday and we need a song to party to yeah. I can make that song
0: on Thursday and exactly, have it ready right, in the exactly. queue
1: <laughs> and like it was just and then now the internet is now taking off right you have services um like, I mean, and then also Tumblr has now mm-hmm. implemented audio uploading. Oh,
0: game so changer. So like,
1: whew, Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know I, had a, uh, I, I ran a blog with, uh, it had like 7,000 uh, 7, followers on it. So, yeah. the, ding the, ding the, ding. but this is where uh, music becomes secondary for me, though.
0: Okay. What, what caused that
1: shift for you? Personality. I was more, um, I, was, I was funny on the internet. I was also a troll. Things that I oh god like uh, <laughs> I I couldn't exist on the internet <laughs> today yeah. in that aspect. I'm happy I learned and I grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, but like we uh like we would still make music, and then I would be on Tumblr, and I would you know be getting posting things that got you know thousands of notes. Yeah, I, I think that's what they were called back in the day. Yeah. Notes, notes, and yep. uh, you know reblogs, and just it was it was just. It was amazing because now you know my my Tumblr dashboard is like a it's like a chat room, huh. and you know I'm I'm hilarious. But now when I post a song, they're like, "Bro, nobody feel like hearing this." If you don't go back to making jokes and and you know roasting people, yeah, and and it was like the person I I didn't find a way to interject the music into that. Yeah, I just I was the the personality. That's not uh, who they were there for. Exactly, they were they were not there. Like those seven thousand people were not there for music at hmm. all they were there for hot takes they were there for me to reblog and flame someone stirring the exactly. pot exactly yeah they, they did not care about music at all and like I then tried to separate it I tried to uh you know make a make a separate Tumblr for music only yeah and they were like bro no no
0: thing.
1: <laughs> what is it's this it's gonna be a no for me exactly <laughs> I, I I need you to post a meme I need okay. you to post a a. uh uh, you know, uh, f yeah, baby. You know, I need you to yeah. do it all. Like, I need you to just not do what you're doing. Yeah. And um, we 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 continue to make music. And then I was at this point now I feel like I'm living a second life. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a rapper by day and an internet personality by night. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I couldn't find a way to to mold the two. Couldn't
0: reconcile it. Mm-mm.
1: At all. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> and even being an internet personality is uh is is a talent or or something within itself, but you just got to figure out, and, and I think, I think this was still early on, right? Where you had to be one or the other. Like, um, I remember someone asked me, um, "Would I ever go on a reality show?" And I was like, "No, that's like the death <laughs> of your rap career. <laughs> Never." And reality TV was huge, like big at this time. Yeah, like, n- I wish I would go on a reality show. What are you talking about? Don't 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 you? I'm a serious musician, and. um, <laughs> now look the, one of the biggest artists in the game I mean one of the the biggest you know female rappers right now in, in an era where there weren't many and now she under Nicki Minaj is spearheading which is Cardi B yeah she comes from reality TV right yeah so now again personality mm-hmm. personality leads the music when before the music led and then if you had a personality it was like eh, who cares like, icing on the cake but you don't need it like you look at like um uh like even like Lil Nas X right yeah he was an internet personality. He ran a Nicki Minaj fan page huh. uh, called. He was his name was Nas Mirage, right? He was, yeah. His the song takes off because he was an internet personality on TikTok, hmm. and like so, I I wish at the time I had the the smarts. Like, oh, let's, like let's go back. To Cardi B, right? Yeah. Cardi B starts as let, let's let's take away the the stripper aspect, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's a talent in itself. But that didn't, uh, that didn't propel her into stardom. What propelled her into stardom was her personality and being funny on Vine. Hmm. She was hilarious. (laughs) Like, there was nothing that, like, I I would look at a Cardi B video, like, Cardi B videos, like, all day. Yeah. She was hilarious. And then she's on Love and Hip Hop. And I'm like, oh, she makes music? Huh. That's that's different. Okay. Personality came first. Like, that's different. And then... (laughs) She is, now she's releasing music. And yeah. I, the first song I heard of hers was like a record called Bloody Bars. Okay. And I was like, "Whoa, she can rap? <laughs> okay, like what can, she can dance, yep. she has personality. Yeah. And she can make music. But what always will be the driving force for me is her personality. That's what will always take me back. Whatever little rant that she's doing on her Instagram live, she she's perfected that. Yeah. And you all, like you have to be able to do that in today's like in today's society as a musician. You you have to have that. Yeah. Because if you just release music, even one of the biggest rappers in the game right now, which is J. Cole, mm-hmm. he even acknowledges now that you have to do something else. Mm-hmm. Um, on the the 21 Savage Record, a lot that came out. At the end of last year, he said, you know, um, I wanted music and everybody wanted something else. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, I, I I'm aware that I'm playing the backfield from a lack of promotion mm-hmm. because he didn't he doesn't promote. He he's he's notoriously private. You know, uh, this man has a child and a wife that no one knows. What it looks like and any just announced on his last album, the Dreamville album, that he has another one on the way, he, which could have been born by now. But no one knows anything about Jayco yeah. at all. Yeah. And he is the rare case of music first. Wow. But like with everyone else, you have to be personality first. Mm. You have to have something that pops. You have to be like this, this larger in the life star. And then the music is a, a smaller part of who you are.
0: Okay. So and
1: a lot of us don't have it.
0: Yeah. So now let's start to to continue to move forward here. Mm-hmm. You you have this this new collaboration, this new friendship, this new mm-hmm. relationship with uh, Sky and Mike G. Mm-hmm. and you start to create more authentic music, music more true to yourself, mm-hmm. you develop and you realize that you need to have this personality.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And what comes next for you? What's the next step in the the Jay Adams story?
1: <laughs> what comes next is uh, reality. Get a little older. And uh, back to J. Cole, he had a line that says, getting better, but not getting younger. And all that time can make the most confident rappers wonder. <laughs> and like, that's how I was feeling. I was like, I'm getting better. But now I'm I'm 24, 25, and I'm not getting. At the time, you know, that's the oldest you can be. Oh God, I'm 25.
0: It's over. (laughs) Exactly.
1: And uh, I I got an opportunity to uh, to work, and you know you have to support yourself. You know, you can't be this this rapper buying all this gear. So that was the plan. It was, yeah, I'm about to get this job. I'm about to get this recording equipment and then we are about to elevate our studio and then we're about to do better. Step the game up. Absolutely. But that didn't happen. I started making a lot of money hmm. um, through work. And then you are at work and <laughs> you get tired. That's where a lot of people lose their dreams. You go to work. Your, your childhood is now, it's, it's now I need to pay bills. I need to support myself. I need to pay my car note. And... I was working commission-based job Hmm. so and i was good at it yeah i was really good at it so the more time i put in the more money i got the more time the more money the less time to make music yeah so i spent five years there uh from 22 to 27 okay spent five years there i'm working my way up to being this uh, the the manager of the place Mm -hmm. um and it was just money like that's that's what it was and you know Things happen between Sky Island, Mike G and myself. We're uh, now a strain and we're just, we're not, we're not making music anymore. And music at that point had already been collaborative. Mm-hmm. That's how I learned to make music with them. Yeah. And I couldn't do it alone. Um, I, it, it took me a while to realize I couldn't do it alone, but what I could do is be a recording engineer. I could still go back to that. So then I started just collecting, you know, recording gear. Yeah. But then also you realize that you have all this gear, but no time to record mm-hmm. And like that, those years of 20 through, 22 through 27 um, was, was very, was hectic, but hectic in the sense that it was me fighting to make my way back to an artist. Mm-hmm. But I, I kind of had sold my soul. It was sense. your dark ages. Yeah, ab- exactly. Yeah. It was, it was difficult. Uh, 20, the end of 2015 into 2016 was a, like the life defining moments for me. Hmm. Completely different. Um, all this money that you you amass and and you accumulate, you uh, <laughs> you, you start to define yourself based on money. You, I now have more money than my friends. Hmm. Mike G, Dwayne, and I we became friends again, but now when, our first friendship was based on music. Now it's time to know who know who we are. It's mm-hmm. time to to be friends. It's time to see who we are, we, we hang out more. we go out. Yeah. We're all now different people um, at this time. You know, um, we, we, we are now, we're older. So we're going into parties, we're mm. going to clubs and we're, you know, we're just, we're just being friends. Being people. Exactly. And not just being, you know, rappers who are friends. We are friends who are rappers at this and time. And make music. Exactly. And, um, but my job, um, like Mike G and Dwayne, they were still in school. Um, they were working retail jobs like myself. Um, Mike G, I believe he was like at Express and H&M and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm the store manager of like the cell phone store making, you know, commission. And at this, at this is at the time, like when, you know, like smartphones were like super fresh on the boom, yeah. right? So everyone needs a smartphone and you're, you, we couldn't keep these things on the shelf. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I got a new car, yep. I got the money, I have everything. And I started defining myself on that. I started like being, I, I felt really, really good being like the go-to guy, the provider. So if we go out, I'm like, nobody worry about it. I, I got, got you. it. Yeah. Like yeah. that, that, that meant something to me. And then in, uh, at the end of 2015, I lost it all.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, I made a mistake with a, with trust in a person, um, and, and, and an investment that I shouldn't have made. And I lost everything. Hmm. I went down. To the, the lowest point in my life, and when you value yourself on money and you lose it, you lose your sense of self, and I don't know who I am anymore. I'm, I'm like this is now like I, I went through two at this point. I had been two people in my life, right? Yeah. I had been Chaz Capone. I had been Jay Adams, the rapper, the entertainer, and um, like the the older version of that person. I'm still an entertainer, right? I just wasn't, you know, I'm, I'm an internet person at this point. You know, I got, yeah. Tumblr becomes Twitter. Yeah. And because I worked in a cell phone store. I can just stand there and tweet all day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm getting all these viral tweets that are popping, you know, like, yeah, yeah. like I'm still an internet personality. The music is still secondary. Yeah. And, you know, now I, have, now I have money and now the the jokes become a little more harsh because mm-hmm. no one can't tell me anything. I have money. Yeah. And I was, I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, I was insufferable. I, I, I was like, I was horrible. to to they, they, I, Like, if, if I were a wrestler, I'd have been the best heel that you could be. <laughs> I would have been like, uh, uh, sh- what's what's guys? Uh, Terry Bradshaw, right? Yep. Like like money, like a millionaire. I'd have been that guy. Mm-hmm. Like I'd have been wiping my ass with hundred dollar bills. Yep. And just being that guy. Like I was tweeting stuff like, yo. Your, your girlfriend need a new purse. She needed to dump you and get me. Like it was just, it was just horrible yeah. type stuff. Like yeah. uh, insufferable, but people ate it up. It was yeah. funny. And it was, it was always over the top because mm-hmm. that's just who I was. I probably didn't mean most of it, but like, that's just what I was. And um, now you lose money. The jokes aren't funny anymore to me. You know, I can't make, <laughs> I can't make this. I'm rich. Joke. Reality hits different. <laughs> exactly. And now your tweets become a little darker. Hmm. And um, I had, I was a, a, a key point, a key point in my life is uh, like relationships and women. And up until that point, I had been single for five years and I had a friend that I had known for most of that single time. And then her and I just decided to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. We started at the end of 2015. We decided like, let's give it a shot. Yeah. Let's give it a shot. And um, I became a different person. Mm-hmm. I lost my money. And I'm not saying that she left because of money because she initially she left like just yeah. so foreshadowing. Um, but I lost money. I lost myself and I lost this girl, right? Mm-hmm. And the, now we're coming from late 2015, like November into early 20, uh, 2016. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm jumping ahead. We're coming to no, 2016. Good. Right. And, yeah. um, and her and I, we're not, we're not together. Um, well, we're, 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 we're rocky. Yeah. And we're rocky, not because I lost money, but because I lost my sense of self. Mm-hmm. I value myself on money. And when I lost that, I lost me and I was a completely different person at at her point. And then I lost her. And I experienced what I thought was heartbreak. I've come to realize it was the death of my ego. I was not upset. Like, thinking about it now, I was like, oh, she broke up with me. No, it was you broke up with me. I can't believe, like, no, I never been done. Who would break up with me? Exactly. Like, you broke up with me. Like, it was, it, and so I did the things that I thought would win her back. And eventually I realized, like, I don't want her back. I wanted me back. I wanted the things that I thought made me. And so in 2016, um, I, in in April, um, I go and get a a tattoo. Uh, It is my most famous tattoo. Okay. It is the survive tattoo on my hand. I was very depressed and I had these thoughts and I needed to uh, convey a message to myself that success is not based on, like the success of a species, right? It's not based on how much money you have. It's not based on how many friends you have because I lost friends. It's not based on your housing situation. It's not based on any of that. Success for humanity is its ability to survive. Success for the lion, the dolphin, the sequoia tree is its ability to survive. And so I went into survival mode. I had to make it. The, my goal was to just get to the next day. Don't worry about whether you're going to get that girl back. Don't worry about whether the money's going to come back. Worry about waking up tomorrow getting to where you need to be tomorrow. Let's break it down step-by-step. Step. It's something that I learned in school, right? If you have a quiz of 100 questions, don't look at the entire 100, break it down. If you can break it down into 25s, break it down into 25s. But if you're not that, if, which I wasn't, break it down into fives. I'm going to break, th- okay, I'm going to get through these five questions. I'm going to get through these five questions. And we'll worry about the rest of them exactly. later. And so that's what that idea was for me, was to survive. And I got it smack dab in the middle of my hand, on my left hand, because okay. I, I am ambidextrous, but um, huh. I, I favor my left hand in, in, in some of the more important parts of my life, not writing. Um, but when I'm, when I'm reaching, like for a glass, right, I'm in my left hand. So I have to see this it was a reminder. every single day. Just survive. So I got that tattoo. And um, and then I I had met another friend while I was working at the cell phone place, um, a, a great person. Um, he was a kid at the time, now now a full blown man, uh, Andrew. And um, I a recording like an engineer that I had met. He uh, he had p- put out like on Instagram. He was like, "Yo, I'm doing recording sessions. One song, completely mixed, master, seventy five dollars." And I don't have any money, and. I was like, I need to get back to making music. And Andrew had always—he's—he's—he's a, he's a, he's a music person. Like, he—he he actually runs. You guys should follow him. Uh, an Instagram called Review Year. Okay. Um, Review Year is him reviewing uh, albums and huh. music and like. I'm so proud of this 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 man's uh, journey with Review Year. It's 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 amazing. But if if you guys get a chance to look at that, then you'll see why he was telling me to get back in music because music is his thing. And um, so I I was dead broke and I couldn't afford to pay this. And I was talking to Andrew and I was like, man, I'm feeling down. I wanna uh, do this out. I I, I wanna make music again. I've been writing a bit, but I can't afford to record it. And Andrew was like, how much do you need? And I was like, $75. $75." He was like, don't worry about it, bro, I got you.
0: Hmm.
1: And he drove, met me at my house, gave me $75. The very next day I went and recorded a song called uh Club Twenty Seven. And I try. I had just turned twenty seven and uh Club Twenty Seven was a record about suicide and depression, um, and my desire to trigger warning to, to die mm-hmm. um before 27. I wanted, but it was again I'm still I was still very arrogant, I guess. Yeah. Cause I wanted to join the 27 Club. You know, I wanted to be Amy Winehouse, Kurt Cobain, wow. Janice Joplin. You know, I wanted to do something that led that. And so that's what the song was about. I was dealing with the heartbreak that I that I was, you know, going through. And I recorded that song. And then um I felt good. Felt a little alive at that point. I hadn't made music and I don't know how long. And yeah. this is my first record. And it was deep. It was dark. It was there. And um Sky Allen and I recorded a music video. Hmm. And like, Sky, another thing this guy did, he was a freaking videographer and he made music videos. Oh, yeah. completely forgot about that, but yeah, excuse me. We recorded a music video and it was, I was like, yo, I can probably do an album. And I just started making more music. Yeah. And I didn't have a title for this music. And I um, I had worked with a recording engineer uh, called, De- his name is Devin Van Lu, but his studio is called Northside. Most people know him as. North Northside Audio. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Northside audio. You 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 know him as well. <laughs> yep. And um Devin uh he he's he's a really he's, he's turned to an amazing friend of mine. Like we we shoot the shit. We we traveled together, we went to New York. Um good good friend of mine. But um I was I, I was going to his 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 crib. Uh he had a beautiful studio in his house. And uh we were we were making music and um he he ended up asking me, he was like he's like, Yo, we got like Four songs. What do you want to call this? I was like, I don't know. And he just literally, he was, we were laughing at the tattoo. It was like this big bold font if you guys haven't seen it. And um he typed in, he just named it Survive, just as a joke. And so now we're recording this, this album. Mm-hmm. We still don't have a name for it. Yeah. It's now named Survive. <laughs> and we have maybe 12 songs. And um we're we're piecing it all together, you know? Um, and I didn't have money. I I ran out of money. I was working stupid retail job. Um, like I'm missing, uh, actually I'm missing a huge point on uh, 2015. I left my great paying job. Hmm. I quit because I wanted to, um, I wanted to do something else. Like a, a, there's another thing that that's been big in my life and it's fashion. And I wanted to break into fashion. Um, I wasn't making music, but I could make fashion. I could do yeah. something different. I, you know, and no, no fashion place was hiring anyone with a cell phone background. Like you I would I would go on interviews for places. Yeah. And they'd be like, so why should I hire you? Uh, you what what do you know about clothes? Yeah. Like if I need my Android fix, I'll come to you. Yeah. But these shoes you know nothing about. And I'm like, bro, I, I know everything about this. Like this is mm-hmm. this is who I am. And um, so I quit my job and I started working. I was like, if I can get to working in like New Detroit. Then I can meet someone, and so I uh, started working at Carhartt hmm. and, uh, in Midtown, Detroit. And um, I was like, "Yo, okay, on my lunch breaks, I could like walk around and I can meet someone." Carhartt is like in the no man's zone of Midtown. Yeah, there's nothing there. Yeah, and so I, I met hmm. some I met some good people there, but no one that could help me break into fashion. Like I remember one of my first days there, right? Um, I got I get this guy. And I'm I'm dressing him up yeah. and I'm styling him and I'm like, yo, this is going to be sick. Like, mm-hmm. this is fire. And then he comes out and he's like, <sighs> he, he's like moving his arms around. He's like, no offense, man. I don't want to look like you. Hmm. Uh, I kind of just, you know, need these like super baggy pants. And yeah. like, they, it was more about like the function of it, not yeah. the styling of it. And I was like damn this this is this is where we are like no one cares about style here and i was like i was always about style like i I tell people right now it's like um fashion over function Mm -hmm. if it's if it's negative five out and this like windbreaker looks the best i will wear the windbreaker i am not going to get a big (laughs) coat if the windbreaker is what i want to wear it is fashion over function Hmm. and so um like at that time, and that's why when I lost the money that I lost off that bad investment, I couldn't make it back. Yeah. Because that money was to then be tripled and then I could sustain working, you mm-hmm. know, for $13 an hour. Yeah. And because I lost the money, I'm now making $13 an hour. I'm not making enough to replenish what I had lost. You're just so, getting by. Exactly. Okay. And so, surviving. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and that's, that was a, a really, uh again, that's the down point. And then I ended up leaving uh, that job. And I, uh, I was like, "Yo, I gotta find like the hub." I, I was still, nav- I was navigating New Detroit, and I was yeah. like, "Where are most people at?" And Shinola <laughs> was where most people were. <clears throat> so I made my way to Shinola, and I, um, I started working in marketing with Carhartt, which allowed me to be able to walk around the neighborhoods. Yeah, and so I would walk down to Shinola. And I would make friends. I had a friend that already worked there. Okay. And I would just make friends with the managers and I would just walk down and I would just uh, do a lot of things just to have my face seen. And then I got an interview. Hmm. And then I got hired at Shinola. Yeah. Now I'm in the hub of where the new, like, new Detroit is. Now I can actually do what I set out to do. I yeah. can, on my lunch break, you have walk those out connections. and meet people. But I didn't have the money. Hmm. So... We're back up to that point. The the whole I missed the whole big part about, you know, all that. But now we're back up to the point with recording this album, Survive. And I didn't have the money. And um, I'm also very depressed and I have a dependency on uh on on a on a certain pill. Mm-hmm. Um and I again I didn't have money, but I had great people around me. Just we had Andrew, who allowed me to record the first song. And I have this friend, Sabrina Ahmed, um, who I absolutely love. And I wish things could have been different with us, but um, I was on the phone with her and I was crying and I was just like, I want to record this album. I just don't have any money to pay Devin. And she was like, how much is it? And I was like, no, it, don't, don't worry about it. It's just it's, it's a lot. And like and then she was like, well, no, just like she was like, let me help you figure out how you can get to it. And I was like, OK, so I it's going to be seven hundred dollars to finish this album. I don't know how I'm going to do this. Uh, she was like, okay, what about work? And I was like, I'm not making enough money, and I owe so much money based on this investment. And um, she ended up uh, just PayPaling me $700 out hmm. of nowhere. And I'm like boo-hoo crying. Like, I'm like ugly crying. <laughs> everything. And I'm thanking her, and she's like, you know, just pay me back when you can. Yeah. And um, when it, what I ended up doing, and I regret to this day, is I uh, took half of that money and I gave it to Devin. And I blew the other half on just everything that you're you're not supposed to be yeah. doing. And um, on a dependency and just alcohol and- um, The wrong stuff. Yeah, the, the, completely the wrong things. And um, I got depressed again. Hmm. And then, so the album was supposed to be out in July or June 30th, actually. We we did an event at Detroit clothing circle called survive Detroit. It was just survive Detroit. The, uh, like the album in Detroit. And, um, we, Devin helped fund some of that, um, Mike at the clothing circle was really great about giving us space. We 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 packed it out. Like mm-hmm. it it we got to the point where we could not fit any more people inside. Yeah. And there were people outside on the lawn. Oh, it man. was it was an amazing thing. And I and a person who was depressed to see that like an an internet personality at that, yeah. right? To see that all these people were here for the music. Oh God, it was to hear my depressing life, like, because this album is very depressing. Mm-hmm. Survive is a very—I may, I may actually put it back up on streaming. I took it down, um, mm-hmm. but I may actually put it back up. Um, but it was so, so dark and sad. And, like, to, to, all these people connected to it. Mm-hmm. And um, they all came out, but we weren't done yet because, you know, I still— The album $700 complete. Yeah. I played what I had. And um, we had—remember, we had about 12, mm-hmm. 12 13 songs um, on okay. at the time. And we are now figuring out be, because of the success of that event, we're figuring out okay, I have a market in New York. Let's go to New York. Let's go all over. So we that's what we did. Yeah, we made like a mini tour we off a of tour. this. So we did survive New York. We did survive other places. It was it was a it, it was a fun event. Like mm-hmm. it was a fun thing. But the album's not done because now I um I, I hadn't paid I hadn't paid Devin fifty exactly. So um I believe Devin and I I can't remember exactly what happened. But we we fell out, um, and this was this was very indicative uh, of the time, and this was very like this is who I was at the time, like especially being depressed, pushing people away, and he was just like, "Bro, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. Take everything. Um, don't worry about the rest of the money. You owe me." Hmm. And that's why I survived that album. I believe is seven songs long. We never finished it. Hmm. Um, I didn't have the money to finish it because I blew the other half and um, just being depressed and just going through stuff. And so I tried to finish the album. I tried to do things. I tried to find another uh, recording place. It just didn't work out. So we released the album in December okay, as is. And um, I, it's actually a complete album. Like the song, it's seven songs. And what, I'm, what I realized is that they all deal in seven stages of grief, hmm. every last one of those songs. Hmm. And um, so in December, we do this album at Detroit Clothing Circle. I'm sorry. Detroit is the new black. Okay. Uh Roslyn gives us that space. Uh shout out to her. She her and Alex were like they were amazing. They didn't, you know, I, they they didn't put me up, you know, as far mm-hmm. as like like as far as cost. Yeah. They they allowed me to turn their space into a, you know, a rap show. Okay. And we, we, again, we tore it down. It was a blizzard that day and we oh, packed man. it out. It was a, it was a fun event. It took off. And I was, I was, I was stoked on it. So now in 2016, a year of depression. Now in December, 2016, now I feel reinvigorated and I'm, I'm now sober. Life feels different, um, but now I have this, this huge debt that I still need to pay off. Mm-hmm. And now I'm in more debt because I owe Sabrina money. Yeah. I owe Andrew money. I owe Devin money. And I'm owing my a good friend of mine, Jermaine, money. Like, mm-hmm. I'm owing all these people money and I it just couldn't, I couldn't keep up. I wasn't yeah. making enough money. I'm borrowing, you know, more than that's, I guess, on a small scale, that's American debt. Yeah. You're borrowing more than you're making. Yep. And um, it it it, it hurt, you know? Like, um, and then also being, still this depressed person, I ended up just pushing everyone away Hmm. and I disappeared for all of 2017. Wow. And, um, by the end of 2017, um, I like, I, I felt that I didn't deserve music anymore because of how I pissed away that opportunity that Sabrina gave me. Yeah. And I hadn't spoken to Sabrina. I, I disappeared from her life. And it was, it was very, like, supposed to say I wish things could have turned out differently. Um, and I felt bad. Uh, so I was like, you know, all this gear that I have, I'm going to sell it. And I, I needed the money because I, didn't, I wasn't making money. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sell this money. And um, I had watches that I had gotten from Shinola and things that I purchased throughout that time. And I just started selling everything. And then I took some things and I traded them it, with intent on selling. I traded them for a camera. Hmm and I ended up keeping that camera. I got that camera uh, the day before Thanksgiving in 2017. Okay. And I started taking pictures. I wasn't, like, I had fallen out again with Mike. We weren't, like, everything was just bad at this time. Like, I didn't have have Sabrina. I didn't have Andrew. Andrew was still around. He was still around a bit, but he was going through his things. I didn't have anyone but myself. And so, remember, music is collaborative. Now I'm back. I went back to making music. Mm -hmm. I put out this album, and, like, I was at the top of my career. Tour, everything was great. Um, as far as music is concerned, new fans, we got merchandise, starting like a creative agency in Survive Detroit. Like everything is going and I think I met you throughout that time. Mm -hmm. Like life is just picking up. Like I am the rapper Jay Adams. Yeah. And then I fell off again and because everyone that I needed to collaborate to make music with because it was such a collaborative process was gone. Mm -hmm. And that's because I pushed them away and I was too, I I depressed them away. Mm -hmm. And, um, I felt that with the camera, I could still create. Yeah. I didn't need, I didn't need Sky Island or Mike G or Devin, uh, which is Northside Audio. I didn't need any of them to take a picture. All I needed was a building in Detroit, someone on the street. I can walk with someone, someone that doesn't know me as Jay Adams, the rapper who just knows me as this guy walking with the camera. Yep. Like, and so I started taking pictures. It's this new form of, of creativity for you. Absolutely. Me. So um, within that time, it was a uh, th- this is when entrepreneurial sense start coming in. Because now um I need to make money. But I wasn't taking photos to make money. Yeah. I was taking photos to create. It was an outlet for absolutely. It. So and um when I got that camera in uh November 2017, I set a goal for myself that by the end of 2018, I wanted to shoot a lookbook for a major fashion brand. Uh not even not even major, but I just want to do a lookbook for a fashion brand. Yeah. And um, we we work and um, I, well I worked toward this and I, I met a I met a friend who would like be my crutch and my my, my good friend throughout the time where I had no one. His name is Demetrius. Um, Demetrius is a is a fashion designer. Uh, goes by the name of Liango, and he was debuting his new collection, and um, he he allowed for me to into his world, and now I'm. I'm now picking up fashion again and I'm shooting fashion photography and we did this lookbook and we realized how well we worked together. Yeah. So we worked on another campaign and we decided that we would create something for Floyd Detroit. Mm. This is now in March. And then in March as well, we shot a lookbook for Brooklyn Denim. And so now you think, I am a few months removed from taking my first photos to shooting three lookbooks. Yeah. And uh, Floyd... Floyd Detroit was something that we did on our own. Uh, We put that together and we sent it to him. Mm -hmm. But um, like Brooklyn Denim was something that was, that we were hired to do Um, a good friend of mine and then his own brand. And so um, I'm like, yo, making money on this thing again. (laughs) Like, let's, let's, let's figure out how to do this. And I still hadn't figured it out yet. And, um, (laughs) and until it, it was necessary that I did have to have these conversations and I, um, I had a friend. I know a friend named Emma Rogers. She was working for a company called Detroit Rose. Okay. And uh, she, I walked, I, I just ran into her um, and I was like, hey, how's life going? How's Detroit Rose? Mm-hmm. And she was like, um, I actually, I'm taking another position. I'm leaving Detroit Rose. And she was like, but it's great. Um, I just found this position in Ann Arbor. I won't have time to do it. Yeah. And I was like, well, I was still, still with Shinola. And I okay. was like, man, I'm, I'm trying to leave. Like, it's not working out for me. And I was like. Well, do you know she needs some help? Like maybe Detroit Rose, for those who don't know, is like a candle. It She's known for candles, but she, skincare, and it's just an ethos. It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful brand. It's okay. a phenomenal brand that I love. And um, I was like, yo, uh, what's the owner's email? Owner is Deidre Skiles. I'm like, what's her email? And so she gave me an email. And I, uh, if, if you don't know, uh, and this is a very important tip for creatives, This like this is what I'm learning now. Um, there's something called a pain letter that you could send. And this is in business period. If you have an idea and you and you can find a way to like, so so if you find an issue with the company, right? Uh, whether that be social media. Yeah. So if you find that they aren't engaging with their audience, right? Mm-hmm. And you know how to fix that, send them a pain letter. What that says is this is your pain. This is your relief. We can discuss more. At this time, if you're available. yeah, And so, obviously, you don't want to come across arrogant. You mm-hmm. don't want to. And you also don't want to come across underprepared. Yeah. No, know what you're reaching out to them about. Know what you can fix. This is how you create jobs for yourself, especially mm-hmm. in the creative field. Um, because create, like creative work is so wide open right now. No one knows what to hire for. Yeah, You have to tell them why they're hiring you. So, you create. So, what I did was I reached out to Deidre. And I shot her. I shot an email letting her know that I'm a photographer. This is what I've done. And I kind of embellished a bit. Because I was fresh with the camera. Like th- I'm still very new with the camera. Like, and so we're, we're going, we're talking, and um back and forth via email. And she was like, hey, let's just meet. So we met at a coffee shop. Um, to, it's a it's rainy day. Mm-hmm. You know, I come in, I'm I'm well dressed as, as how I am, I'm all black as yep. as, how, as I dress. Yep. And she's sitting there in all black, I'm like, oh, I love this lady. Yep. Like we, we yeah, we're here, we're here. <laughs> and we talked for like two hours. And um, she just, she didn't know what she, she was like, e- I don't want you pouring canvas for me. Yeah. I don't know what it is that I want to do with you, but I want to do something with you. Mm-hmm. And um, I ended up becoming a creative strategist for a brand. Hmm. And she gave me my first opportunity. Wow. The to changed my life. And she gave me an opportunity to create. So within this, um, we worked on uh, marketing campaigns. I was able to, like, she she allowed for me to take my vision as well as learn. On yeah. the job to to hone what I was doing. Because I'm still fresh with the camera. I had, I had a visual sense at this point because I was taking pictures. Yeah. But I'm still five months. Learning the strategy. Exactly. I'm five months into this. And she allowed for me to learn product photography. Hmm. Um, do model shoots. Put together shoots. Like yeah. bigger shoots. And... Like also run social media. So yeah. I'm I'm now becoming, you know, a social media manager for her. And I have a team. Just a full creative director exactly. at this point. Pretty much, right? I have a team that answers to me. And I we answer to her, but you know, they I lead these meetings and we talk about strategy from, you know, the the website to what the content is gonna be, to how the content gets created, mm-hmm. to the stories. Like I mean, the, these were just like things that I was able to learn on the go with. And and she also knew that I was a musician. And she was like, hey, uh, my partner, um, he he's starting a a club, uh, a music venue. Hmm. And he may need some help with that. And um, she was like, and if you can probably run social for him and do the things that you're doing for me for him, yeah. um, I'm going to set something up for you guys.
0: And it starts to take off.
1: Exactly. So that place is Deluxe Flux. <laughs> I sat down with her uh, her partner, uh, Joe Robb. Uh-huh. And... Um, First time I was honest in an interview, I was like, Joe, I didn't finish college. I'm fresh on this, but I'm confident that I can do the job. Yeah. And I can do what you need me to do with uh, not just Deluxe Flux, but your other businesses as well. Mm. Stand by and the skip. It's like, I can run all of that. And I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I knew I could. You were going to do it. And um, we talked. And Joe, by I'm pretty sure by selling Deidre, he hired me. And so now I'm with the creative Strategies of uh, Detroit Rose. I'm working for The Belt, which is Skip, Standby, and Deluxe Flux. Deluxe Flux hasn't opened yet. We're still figuring out the voice yeah. and the visual narrative of that place. And now I'm honing. Like, this is now summer 2018. Mm-hmm. I'm learning. I'm learning. Photo- I'm doing event photography. I'm doing product photography. I'm just, I'm doing as much. You're taking off at exactly. this point. And now I have to start thinking about, now, now I'm making money. Yeah. Like, now I'm making big boy money. And so now... I need to figure out how how to manage this. Mm-hmm. I, what happened to me in 2015 in 2015 is not happening wasn't again. It wasn't going to happen again. So now um, I start using resources, right? Because I didn't go to school. I didn't learn I didn't learn this. I signed up for like Skillshare. Yep. I go to YouTube and I'm taking business courses. Soak it all up as much as you can. I'm learning about how to create an LLC. I'm learning how to um, save money. I'm mm-hmm. learning about, you know, uh, APRs. I'm learning about everything yeah. that I possibly could. And so I when I when I was in my most depressed phase, I would like watch Netflix mm-hmm. be, to go to sleep. At this point, I was on YouTube and Skillshare to go to sleep. Yeah. And then when I was seeing myself drifting off, I would just close the laptop. And when I would wake back up, open I would back open up, back up and I was finished where I was at. Hmm. And if I couldn't remember I would then start it over hmm. and I would just continue to learn as much as I could. Soak it up wherever you it, could it, phone. Exactly. Phone. If I, if, if I'm in the belt and I got some downtime, like this is all I did. Mm-hmm. I just learned. And also I learned photography. Um, I, I taught myself photography yeah. and I taught myself business and I taught myself all these things because the internet exists. The information is there. You can find it. Um, and you don't even have to sign up for Skillshare. Yeah, I did because it was there, mm-hmm. but and it fit for what you were exactly. looking for. But YouTube <laughs> has been a great resource for me. Oh, yeah. Like all these things. And that 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 goes back to my, you know, learning recording engineer from gear slots. I can teach myself photography. I can yeah. teach myself whatever I need to teach myself. Yeah. And I taught myself how to produce events. All these things are skills, like all these things that I thought that I was going through in this depressed phase were skills that I would use to get to where I am at Mm -hmm. right now and um, working for the belt, being the, uh, being, being the creative person that I am there. And again, Joe has Joe and and the team there have allowed me as much freedom as I possibly can, can have to create that identity. And so it's been like there've been companies who've reached out to me that have offered me more money that have offered me to relocate, but I can't leave there yeah. and I refuse. I, I won't. Your job's not done. It's it's not. And there's so much more that I can do. And there's so much, there's so much more that I have to learn. Mm-hmm. And they allow me the ability to do that. Um, so you take this, this, this kid who was a rapper who thought that that's what he was going to be. He was going to make music and I still make music. Yeah. But now I am, uh, Creative director director, and I'm doing photography and it's food photography and fashion and events and like my business as a photographer is crazy right Mm -hmm. now. I mean, I some behind the scenes things I was late to this this podcast because I was on the phone with a client Mm -hmm. uh, who happens to be an actor that we all know yeah. that has uh contracted me to do some photos for him. Huh. And you know I'm, I'm on the phone with him and we we did the photos. I'm returning his photos for him yeah. and we're we're just, you know, chopping it up and talking. And I never would have thought mm-hmm. that this would be my life, you know. And it's <laughs> it's just it's 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 amazing to think about to see to see the transition from everything that I just told you about the past what 10 years. Yeah from this this complete one eighty from being you know this 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 product of my environment to then finding myself to losing myself to finding actually what my path was, and um within that just learning the the ropes of um managing myself uh with, with Jay Adams yeah. and Survive Detroit because at this point it's just me. Yeah. Just learning how to manage all of that and do that for myself has led me to my next venture, mm-hmm. which is now starting a creative agency in which I'm doing with a uh, a really good friend uh, who's become a good friend. And this is the first time I've ever said this to anyone. Um, we're starting a company called Monochrome Red. Uh, gentleman, Keenan Wetzel, uh, he's a a commercial film uh, director. And we're we're about to hit the ground running with everything that I've learned over this past year and a half. Um, and everything that he's known and and learned. Um and we have a similar we have a similar story. We're both college athletes. Yeah. Uh he he went to Michigan State, he played ball for the Spartans, he went to the final four. Like <laughs> he he, he gets it. Exactly. And he's a film, he's a film director. Yeah. I am a photographer. And so we are coming together to create a company for a social media marketing strategy. It's pretty much a uh, we, we don't want to use the word agency, but more so of a creative resource mm-hmm. for brands that we can collaborate with and use. And we can also express our creativity through it. Yeah. Um, we just did our first project. Another announcement that I haven't told anyone about yeah. uh, with an eyeglass company called Article One. OK. Uh, that should be coming fairly soon. Uh we're in, what, July now? So July uh, now. whenever you're listening to this, it hopefully will be out by August. Uh, <laughs> the 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 collaboration, not this podcast, whenever yeah. that happens. But yeah. um, we're, and this, this is a project that we worked on together. So we did a photo shoot, we produced a zine, we did a film, and we're also doing an event. Yeah. Because, again, these are all the things that I learned unconventionally. Mm-hmm. But to, you learned it Exactly. So I don't have the same story as some of my peers, right? A lot of my peers are college graduates. Canaan, yeah. for example. Yeah. Um finished school. Went yeah. to went to a phenomenal school at, at Michigan State. Yeah. I didn't have that. I I found myself now at at 30 years old, um learning via the internet. I'm a child of the internet. Mm-hmm. Learning from also paying attention to the people around me. Yeah. Learning to produce music from the people around me. Uh diving into my community. Um and eventually, uh, while it's on my mind, I did pay Sabrina back, yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it was late and uh, we did not have a, a good like yeah. thing. And I, I just, I, I wish that I would have handled that differently. That, that's my only regret in this journey mm-hmm. is uh, what happened. So if, if I can give anyone advice, take care of those people. Yeah. I end up paying back everyone that I owe money to. Yeah. Um, I just. It, it, with the Sabrina thing, I, I wish I could handle that differently. Okay. Um, so, so the advice I would give to anyone is just to to be mindful of the people and you don't do anything alone. You don't. Because I told you how many people I've either learned from mm-hmm. or who have actually financially given me money to make this happen. And um, and I, we, we in, in depression and in, in life, you always like, you look at the footprints immediately behind you mm-hmm. and you're like, I did this myself. There is nothing. But you don't look further back and see those people that are waving at you yeah. from whatever checkpoint yep. that you had to check into. Yep. And who, those people who are waving you in to the next checkpoint. Just be mindful of those people. Um, thank those people. Be gracious and be kind to those people. Because the, my community of people, have they, they've put me on their shoulders and they have pushed me mm-hmm. to this point. Without Deidra, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. Yeah, because she believed in me. Without Joe Rob, I would not be where I'm at today. Yeah, without any of these people who have helped me, I would not be here. As much as I can say that I did it on my own, I did it by myself because my talent, my skill set, my ability to maneuver and navigate with these people that did help. Mm-hmm. But I still had it to still be came down my to people. that people. Absolutely, and those people were just were, were everything for me. From Andrew. Mike G, Quick Cash, all these people like that that I look at. Sabrina, mm-hmm. really, really Sabrina. Like all these yeah. people really have have helped me become. Whether you realized exactly. it or not, and now you sit back and like, if you know, I, I have a I have a thank you list as long as the moon. You mm-hmm. know, like from here yeah. to the moon. Like it's, yeah. it's 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 enough to like almost make me cry. Right, mm-hmm. just just and these all these people who believed in me. Yeah, because. Again, I had to sit. I had to learn the knowledge. But, like, even down to, like, friends, right? Mm I have friends, Addy and Micah. When I had no one to take pictures of, they let me take pictures. Yeah. And I was talking about this last night with them. Um, Addy, with Addy, I was able to take the... The technical aspect understand lighting mm-hmm. understand like understand how my camera worked understood what this button did understood what my shutter speed did yeah. with my iso and in turn with everything else in that camera you Make know like what, what did my aperture do like yeah these are things that addy sat there and freezing cold and did not complain and i was like yeah. ah, it's not working it's it's and she was like you get it yeah and i'll take a picture oh yeah that's good this is good mm-hmm. and then micah um mm-hmm. Who <laughs> people look at as uh, I would say as, as as my muse of sorts mm-hmm. um, because she's in every project that I've done. Yeah. If you if you know my work, you know Micah. Yep. Um, because she has been there with me as I figure out my creative identity. Yeah. Whether that she worked with me at Detroit Rose, I've brought her into every single job that I've done, mm-hmm. and um, we work well together. Yeah. She allows me to take as many pictures as I need to get the shot. But here's the thing. Now um, I've gotten to a point where I don't shoot digital anymore. It's film. Hmm. And I have to trust that my eye is there because you only get so many exposures with film now. Yep. And you only get so many attempts me and, me. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. And so film it, like you're, what you bring it, it's a finite number, right? I can't just pop in another memory card. Mm-hmm. I can't shoot 1800 photos. I shoot medium format. So I have 10 shots. Yep. And that's it. So with Micah, I was able to get to a point where I can trust that those 10 shots will be good. Trust the vision. And like, she's been she's been patient. She's mm-hmm. been kind. So although that Addie and Micah did not back me financially, yeah, they backed me with their time and they backed me with their patience. And again, those are people that allow me to practice and learn with.
0: Yeah. So as we start to wrap up, that's a really good point to leave things at mm-hmm. because, you know, you started... As an engineering student, an audio engineering student mm-hmm. that was so far ahead of where you were at that it wasn't worthwhile and you needed to get out and learn, They'll ultimately learn those business skills. It's been a ro- long road to get there. Yes. But now years. you've learned them. Yeah. Absolutely. And so so as we start to kind of put a bow on things, mm-hmm. um, we'll pivot into the second part of the show and, and try and kind of roll through My it. The second G's. Um, like we're
1: on 15 parts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what are... You just kind of mentioned it. What's one of the biggest takeaways from your career and your project so far?
1: Um, the biggest takeaway is people. L- learning the people around you, being kind to the people around you, and you know, using them. Um, I remember in 2007, I believe, Kanye West wrote a book. Uh, he wrote it in a partnership with someone, and I wish I can remember the name, it's called Thank You and You're Welcome. Hmm. And what that meant was to use people, but be of use to people. So thank you for what you've given me and you're welcome for what I've given you. Yeah. And that's it. Just, I I think about that often. Thank you. And you're welcome. Hmm. That's, that's been two-way street. Exactly. Absolutely.
0: Awesome. So what, uh, what advice would you give your 20 year old self? That's a heavy hitter.
1: Yeah. Shut up, (laughs) listen, be patient and actually do the work. Stop relying on just talent. Um, what 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 is what is the saying? Uh, Kevin Durant said it. Um, hard work works hard when talent doesn't. That that's exactly it. That's it. That that's what I would tell myself. And myself at twenty probably wouldn't understand it. But hopefully we can cut the time in half. And at twenty five, I can be where I'm at now. And he'll understand what he'll understand what that means. Yeah. Hard work works hard when talent doesn't.
0: Love it. And lastly, what is one good book or resource that has helped you along your way?
1: Hey, YouTube. Hey, <laughs> and, <laughs> no, Skillshare. Uh, and Skillshare. And Skillshare. Yes, use my promo code no, on. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Quick plug. All, all that stuff, like, like the internet has been has been amazing. Um, but books in itself, um, I haven't. I haven't looked. At, I haven't read anything conventionally. Um, I did read The Artist's Way, which is a spiritual book um, that could, you know, help someone spiritually in finding it. I got that as a recommendation from Andrew. Um, but I, I, I look at a lot of like photography books as as right now to find resources and to to find inspiration. Um, but I will say, um, people like say Jessica Kobesi, who is a Detroit uh, photographer. She runs a YouTube channel. When I was starting with YouTube, she helped me out a lot. Just uh, like watching her YouTube videos on repeat. Mm-hmm. She teaches you everything that you need to know. Yeah. So I would say subscribe to Jessica Obese. Um From there, you'll find her network of people. Um, and there's a, another YouTube channel called Mango Street that helped me out. Um, when I started this uh, journey into film photography, I started looking at uh, a channel called Negative Feedback. Okay, and uh, a, gen- a gentleman called w- Willem Verbeek. Um, those two, they they give you so much information. I would just say, just hop on YouTube, um, whether it be a hobby or something like that, to see if making the investment into Skillshare or another learning platform is worth it. Like mm-hmm. Lynda, uh, those are some some great things that I to this day still pay for. Skillshare and Lynda are there for me. Um, I mean, at this point. I am re-honing myself in arithmetic yeah. and just like algebra. Dust and these and back things. exactly back up on everything. Just because I, I have it, and and instead of you know binge, like I did binge Stranger Things, but instead of binging it again, like usually when I finish a season, I'll start from one and then yeah. I'll go back through again. Instead of doing stuff like that, learn. D- learn. I, I can learn anything, and like I can learn photography. I can pick up a new a new skill, mm-hmm. like um, that film photography. Yeah, um, I can pick up uh, debate which is something that I want to do. And I can also do speaking courses. Mm -hmm. Um, I I realize, and I apologize to everyone that's going to listen to this. I speak really fast and I speak very disjointed. So I'm also taking a speaking class on Skillshare to slow down, enunciate. Mm -hmm. And like, these are things like the internet is there, man. You could, you can literally learn anything, but that doesn't mean to do what I did and to drop out of school because the connections that you do make in school, Pay off. Pay off. Um, if you're, if that those four years that you're going to be there, six years mm-hmm. or 10 years, depending on what your career path is, yeah. you're going to meet so many people. Like, though, like you, someone, an upperclassman may graduate a year before you, and you've made that connection with that person, and they're at whatever firm that you may want to work at. And now you can show, hey, I've completed this. And also, we have this connection. And they're also, what, what a degree does for you is to show that you have the stick to itiveness. To to continue something mm-hmm. you know i can go into my like and, and into a job interview without a degree um and you look at my resume and it says well you have 15 jobs in a sense someone who has a four-year degree you stuck through this yeah you had the fortitude you had the willpower and you made it and i commend people like yourself who made it i mean our, our paths are completely different but you did what you did I did what I did. And we're still and here at exactly. the same table. We are here. We are here. And if 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 <laughs> if you go to school, please, please don't just go to school. Learn what you have to learn, but also make those connections. Don't just have your head down in class. Mm-hmm. Meet people. And that's not saying that you have to go to parties and all that, but just say hi. Keep your ear. Exactly. Because that network, again, you see where my network got me, mm-hmm. right? That network will get you. Someplace. My network has me shooting actors. Well, it's photographing actors. Mm-hmm. I have to get shooting out of my. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just ward. to clarify. You know, yes. <laughs> has me photographing actors, you know, within, after, you know, a year and a half. Yeah. You know, my, my client list is ridiculous. There are times I have to turn down jobs now mm-hmm. because I just, I don't have the bandwidth to take it on. Yeah. But again, that's my network. So build yep, your network.
0: Love it. Jay, it has been an absolute pleasure, man. Um, you as well. Thank you. Your, your story is is by far one of the most complicated and emotionally charged <laughs> and just tough ones to share. So a huge thank you for for being willing to be on here and be vulnerable and share your story with all of us.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Ben. Jay, man, it's been a pleasure. You as well. Thanks.
0: And that does it for our show with Jay Adams. Now I really like Jay's story because it's totally different from anything we've heard so far. Uh, Jay has come from a very difficult background, whether it's his personal struggles or just sort of the life situations that he's had to deal with, he's still found a way to push forward and to start to become the person that he actually wants to be. Jay was also willing to be very vulnerable with us throughout this entire interview. He talked about heavy hitting subjects like depression, and didn't hold back and was willing to talk us through sort of what he was feeling, what he was thinking, and what he's truly walked through in his life. If you've been enjoying the show, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. I am at ben.trella, and drop me a line. Let me know what you think, what you'd like to hear more of, and what you think could be some good potential guests. From Taste for Tenacity, show number 14, this is Ben Trella. Thanks for listening.